This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Fan to Fan Detroit NFL Picks Podcast. We are here with Double P, producer Parker, who has been scorching lately with a record of 12-3-1. Parker, do you think you're going to keep up the pace this week? So uh, uh, listeners won't be able to see this, but I've actually worn the exact same clothes. Uh, I've done everything in the exact same the last three weeks so as to maintain this hot streak like a baseball player does. I'm eating the same foods before the podcast. Uh, I got everything down to a science. So yes is the answer. Well, you finally have taken the lead, and that was with last week. Uh, You got the Steelers plus four. You got the Seahawks minus three, the Eagles minus nine. You lost your lock, which was Bucks minus 11 and a half, and you lost your money line, which was the Patriots. So still a good week, still 12-3-1. You have taken a half a game advantage over me. No, it's a full game. Never mind. You've taken a full game advantage over me. As I am now 11-4-1, still haven't got a single money line pick right. Not one. Haven't I've only gotten one. So, pick. Uh, We've been taking some risks there, though, I feel like. Last week I got the Seahawks over the Niners, the Broncos over the Chargers, lost Bills minus four over the Pats as they only won that by three, and Jets plus 19.5 over the Chiefs. Lost that. Had the Lions as my money line like a fucking idiot. So I didn't win that either, uh, but it's it's heating up, man. We're getting into the second half of the season now, and me and you are neck and neck, and anybody who's taken our bets is rich as fuck. Super rich. Uh, I have made myself rich off of these picks that I make. I've been doing okay. I've been doing pretty good, these bets. I bought a, a used Toyota Corolla. Sounds ah, good. Wow. I mean, that's just good good way to spend your money. My bookie must be getting pissed at me at this point, right? Like, he's got to be... He's got to be wondering what the hell is going on over here because these are hot streaks you don't normally see in sports gambling. But enough bragging about ourselves. Let's get right into it. I'm going to give you my first pick, okay? and that is the Baltimore Ravens minus three at the Indianapolis Colts. I will take the Ravens. Uh, it's the best defense in football. Phillip Rivers can throw ducks against the Lions defense that leaves 10 yards of space in between each receiver and defender. He can do that. He can get away with it um, and not throw throw a pick. But we've seen all year, really, he, he will throw picks because he just doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the flamethrower arm. He never had a huge flamethrower arm, but it wasn't what it is now. Uh, and that's not going to fly against the Ravens. And then if you look on the other side of the ball, how did the Colts dominate the Lions last week? Well, defensively, their front four was just – all they had to do was rush for, and they were beating the Lions' offensive line easily, easily. Um, that will still happen against the Ravens, especially with a semi-injured offensive line missing their best offensive lineman. Uh, but the Ravens have the ultimate pressure relief valve behind the line of scrimmage in Lamar Jackson, who can just break contain, run, throw on the run, do whatever he needs to do. Uh, to get that offense going. And even though he hasn't been quite as good this year as he was last year, the pass ratings down, the turnovers are up. Uh, I think this should be a pretty easy win for the Ravens, mostly because of their defense. Don't be shocked if you see a defensive touchdown from the Ravens, something along those lines, a lot of three and outs from the Colts. Uh, But I love the Ravens here at only minus three. 
So for expediency's sake, I also have the Ravens plus, uh, yeah, Ravens plus three. Uh, I think that we are approaching dangerous territory with bad-mouthing Lamar Jackson, uh, who is still, like, the third-best QB in the NFL right now, probably. Somewhere, he's three or four or five. Uh, and all week, it's just been all the Lamar Jackson cracks under pressure stories. So I expect the Ravens to come out and really whoop some ass today. Yeah, uh, and also the Colts might, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of a mistake there. Uh, also, probably no T.Y. Hilton. That groin injury that he suffered is still nagging at him. So the Colts are probably going to be down their best receiver. Um, this doesn't really have anything to do with the betting because I don't know how much it will affect it, but I really want to see the Ravens utilize J.K. Dobbins heavily this week against the Colts. The Colts are going to be bringing all sort of pressure, and even though typically that doesn't, or I should I should say always doesn't always indicate uh, a good time for a running back. But what blitzes will bring is a lot of open space if you can beat that first line of defense. Yes. And J.K. Dobbins is a guy who can beat that open space. He's small enough to hide behind the offensive line. He's agile enough to squeak through small holes. And if you get to that second level of defense. He's as good as they get, and it's very possible against a team like the Colts who just blitz and blitz and blitz. Super hard to tackle in the open field. One thing I felt like I saw last week was that there were a few opportunities for Matt Stafford to kind of get away from some of the pressure. And not that Matt Stafford's immobile, because he's, like, decently mobile. But Lamar Jackson is hyper-mobile, and I think that he'll have even more success getting away from the pressure as the pocket collapses. I felt like I just saw a lot of, like, one arm grabbing him, and that's not going to be enough against Lamar Jackson. So uh, right. let's move on, I think, because we're, we're agreeing. Uh, what's your second pick? My site. All right, I was going to make you do it, but I'll do it because I'm a good guy. I'm going to keep riding the train that everybody would probably think I'm crazy for riding, and that is the, the Washington football team, minus two and a half versus the New York Giants. I am taking Washington all day. Third week in a row I've picked Washington in some capacity, um, and it's very simple. I'm in love with their defensive line. The Giants' offensive line sucks. It is doo-doo, and Daniel Jones is going to turn the ball over a bunch. Um, I got Washington all day, every day. I mean, if I told you the over-under for Daniel Jones turnovers was one and a half, I'm taking the over. So I disagree with that pick, and we'll talk about maybe a little more why later. Uh, my second pick is going to be, I think, kind. this is the maybe the worst pick that I've made so far. But something in my heart, the the heart of the football tells me that the Bears are going to cover – I got six and a half points against the Titans. Uh, that's a lot of points for the Titans, and I think that that game is going to be like 17 to 14. Or I, it's going to be 17 to 14 off of a Bears missed field goal. Uh, six and a half is just too much for me. I don't think the Titans are like that good. And I, I think with the Bears, everybody kind of knows where the Bears are at. They're an elite defense, with, and if their offense is working well that day, it's a below-average offense. And I, I don't know. I think that the Titans are a little maybe overrated on defense and like a pretty average offense, uh, especially if it's not one of those like crazy Derrick Henry weeks. So uh, six and a half just feels like too much. 
I semi-agree that six and a half feels like too much. I would not have touched this because it is the Bears and the downward spiral has begun. Two losses in a row. They lost by 14 to the Rams, which is another team that can get pressure on the quarterback. They only scored 10 points a lot like this Titans team is going to do. But the thing that this Titans team is going to do even better than the Rams is they're going to run the ball, control time of possession, get that Bears defense tired out. That offense on the Bears is going to be going three and out all day. Uh, I just don't see enough points on the board for the Bears in this game. Um, I just but I don't, don't. I don't hate the pick. I just don't see. I don't. Do you see this game being 28-21 Titans? I don't. I I see this being. I the think lowest it could be twenty four fourteen. I think the I... Titans got at least three touchdowns in them, and I don't know if the Bears have two. <sighs> And I'm gonna, if you're I'm already predicting to... missed field goals, ooh, I don't know. Well, that's just the Bears. The Bears <laughs> just missed field goals. That's just science. I'm not going to argue against science. Um, Hang on. There's a race car going by your window. Yeah, always, all night. Not quite as good as the cop chase I saw the other day. Yeah, I actually was, like, kind of jealous of that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. I saw it because, like, he – so this car goes by – and I see, like, 17 cops chasing him. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. I think the number was between 15 and 20. And then I just – I'm listening all night. I turn on the police scanner. I'm listening. And then all of a sudden I hear a bunch of cop cars coming back the other way, down Gratiot, and there he goes. And then it ended in a very unfortunate way with him being shot and his life being taken. But – it was a dangerous situation. But anyways, let's get off of that subject now that I made it weird. Uh, I'm going to go with my third pick here, and that is the Chargers versus the Ra- Raiders. Even, it's pick them, and I will take the Chargers. Justin Herbert okay. has lost to the Chiefs, Broncos, Saints, Bucks, Panthers by a combined 19 points. That is 3.8 points per game. And eventually, he's going to come out on top of one of these. Uh, the Raiders have been hot, but Herbert has been equivalent to molten lava. Like, the dude is balling beyond either of our expectations, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, he could be a semi-below-average quarterback right now, and I think that would be above our expectations. But he's playing, like, one of the most exciting young quarterbacks in the league. On top of that, The Vegas Raiders are 25th against the pass, allowing 261 yards per game. They've also just – I'm just going to rattle stats at you right here. They've also allowed almost five yards per carry and 6.29 receptions per game to opposing teams' running backs. What we've seen this year is when Justin Jackson gets the touches, he performs. Uh, it's not every week, though. It's a very weird trend. If he gets 10 or more touches, he's he's going five-plus yards a carry, a couple grabs with it. If he doesn't get 10 touches, he's getting like four to five touches. It's it's very strange, but it's, an, it's a pass-heavy offense at this point with Herbert. Um, but I think he's going to get those touches. That's going to open up the pass game even more, and the Raiders just are going to have trouble with this Chargers offense. Um, and at, at a certain point, Derek Carr has got to come a little bit back down to earth. I'm not saying he's not – what we're seeing now, but I, I think he's closer to 85, 90% of what we've seen so far this year and not the whole, not the whole hundred percent of that pie. Sure. So I'm going to, I'm not picking the Raiders, but if I was going to make a pick on this game, I would pick the Raiders. Uh, and the reason for that is because 
some things some things just are and the chargers are always going to lose close crazy games that's just the identity of that franchise since it was in san diego since when before philip rivers was their quarterback uh they're just a kind of a chaotic team even with even with herbert like chucking it around the field uh i don't josh kelly had more carries last week i'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Josh Yeah, it's Kelly been like it's been up week. and down every other week. But this yeah, week. Uh, and the Chargers are horrendous uh, guarding tight ends, and the Raiders have like one of the sneaky best tight ends in the league. I refuse, as you know, I refuse to be the person, and it's gotten me in trouble, especially with football in the past. Who is this? Is the history of this team? This is what's going to happen. There's a new quarterback in town. There I, is he's a, the same. <laughs> he's not the same. He's a rookie. This is what happens. You lose the close games, and then eventually you figure out how to not lose the close games. Not to mention, some of those close games have been against the best teams in the NFL, whether it's the Chiefs, whether it's the Bucks, or a little bit further down that list, whether it's the Saints. And I know they lost a close one to the Panthers and Broncos, but this is where you take that step. You've gone through it enough times now. Now it's time to go. Now it's time to figure out how to win those games. This Chargers team is not bad. They have a good-ish defense. They have a good offense. Um, And I'm not saying that the Raiders can't win this game. I honestly think they should probably be favored by a point or two. Um, But it's in L.A. Herbert's going to learn how to win ball games this week. I, I I've I've I haven't held out on buying in, but I've held out on buying all the way in, and I think this is the week where I'm gonna just have to be like, yeah, dude, this guy's legit. The it's Raiders him and it's are Burrow. the Raiders are coming off a bye, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the Raiders to come out and have something for him. The Raiders have been good, man. The Raiders are good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their uh, defense was phenomenal last week. They held the Browns to six points. Um, but remember, the last real passing attack they played, they allowed 45 points to the Buccaneers. Before that, even though they won the game, 32 points to the Chiefs, 30 points to the Bills, 36 points to the Patriots, who haven't scored a touchdown since NAM. Uh, the, that was week one, right, the Patriots? Uh, week two, three, 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 three. Three? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make my third pick. My third pick and I kind of waited, but it's going to be the Steelers by 14 over the Cowboys. And the reason for that is that the Steelers kick ass and the Cowboys are shit terrible. That's all I got. Yeah, all right. Well, then I'll go into that game as well because that's my lock. Yeah. Uh, I got, yeah, Steelers minus 14 in Dallas is my lock, uh, which coming into the beginning of the year, if you heard that, you would wonder what the hell was happening in Dallas. And if you tried to predict it, I think it would be worse than your prediction. Um, they might be the best team in football. I'm not saying they are. I still think it's the Chiefs. But they are in contention for the best team in football. Yeah. There's, there isn't really an argument against saying they're in contention. Um, on top of that, the Cowboys have two choices for their starting quarterback. It is either the former Division II Nathan Peterman backup, Ben DiNucci, who doesn't sound like he's going to be able to play, or the freshly called up the practice squad, Matt quarterback from Central Michigan University, Cooper Rush, who, by the way, sucked at Central Michigan. He was not good in the MAC. He was like, okay, he got him to a couple bowl games, I think. But, dude, this Steelers defense, it does not matter who is, who is under center. 
They're going to beat the shit out of that person. If the Cowboys don't come out of this game with four injured quarterbacks, they already have three, I'd be surprised because it's so unfair what these Cowboys quarterbacks are going to, especially if it's Cooper Rush. The dude literally isn't even for sure called up off the practice squad yet, and he might start if Ben DiNucci can't go. It's uh, Steelers might win this game like 48-3. to three. Like, Central, I'm not... Central Michigan, uh, Michigan's own Cooper Rush. Do you have... Can you pull up his stats at Central there? Uh, I'm, I'm looking up Cooper Rush. Oops, that's his NFL stats. Big surprise. That's zeros. A lot of zeros. I mean, it's just, it's just unfair. The so, Steelers' okay. defense is legit. Go ahead. Uh, it... In 2016, the last year he was in college, he had 3,540 yards. Uh, he had 23 TDs, 16 interceptions. Yikes. Big yikes. yikes. You want to know <laughs> what he's going to do against that Steelers defense tomorrow? Oh, no. He's going to be so over? scared, he's going to run out of the back of the end zone like Dan Orlovsky. Oh, come like, on. It's, I'm rooting for him. I really am. My sister went to Central. Uh, shout out Mike. Mike went to Central. I was talking to him yesterday about when he used to watch Cooper Rush at Central games. Um, but so his like, junior year is a little bit better, I guess. He's got okay. 3,800 yards on uh, 489 attempts. He's got 25 TDs and 11 picks. So, so just to clarify, he hasn't started a game in three years, four years, and the last time he was starting games, he threw 16 interceptions in the MAC conference. That's where the Cowboys are at right now. 14, that might be. That just seems impossible to me. This should have been approaching Peyton Manning versus the Jaguars with the Broncos type spreads of 26. Because this is going to be so bad, dude. That's an, you know what? I wasn't a hundred. I, I don't know how I felt about that lock. I knew it was at least a good pick, but I didn't know how I felt about it being my lock until we've now talked through it. And now yeah, it feels I like we're I might, literally I think watching. I might make it my lock too. I'm watching I'm, Central <laughs> Michigan versus the oh, Pittsburgh man. Steelers. Uh, yeah. His senior year, he had negative 20 rushing yards. Yeah, well, all right. Well, I think I think there is some excuse for that. I'm pretty sure in college when you get sacked, yeah. it subtracts from your That's rushing yards. That's still not still, good. Still, yeah. To be negative uh, is not good. Who uh, who would you rather have starting over Cooper Rush? Give me any name. Just one out of nowhere. Would you rather have Jake Rudock? Former Michigan quarterback, Lions practice squad quarterback. This is going to sound so stupid. I'd rather see Shea Patterson go out there and see what yeah, he's got. Yeah, like, <laughs> would you rather have Joe Milton? Oh, Joe Milton. Joe yeah. Milton, for sure. Um, Denard, all right, last one. Denard Shoelace Robinson. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I believe his official position is offensive weapon, though. I don't yeah. believe he is technically a quarterback. I used to always sign him. Can we get Duck Hodges? Can't Duck Hodges go out there for a game and play for the Cowboys? I'm dead serious. What would it take? Current day Brett Favre. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to be like, what, 48, 49? Oh, Um, man. Get Terry back out there. Terry Bradshaw? Yeah, get Terry back out there. (laughs) Oh, Honestly, I'm Lord. dead. I'm. This is. Uh, this is gonna sound like a joke. I'm very serious. Who's who would throw more yards? Tony Romo right now. 
Tony Romo. Or Kupurash. Tony Romo. It wouldn't even be close. Because I honestly believe Tony Romo could come back into the league and be like the 20th best quarterback in the league. Like I don't think anymore because of injuries. You know what I'm there's saying? A lot of, like, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league right now. Uh, yeah, Tony Romo is the most underrated quarterback of all time. We're not having like, this fight here because I will. I'm fuck. not. I'm de- here. How about this? The Jets start playing four-dimensional chess and try to get a six-round pick for Joe Flacco to go play for the Cowboys. Accumulate those assets, Jets. Wait, I have a better. Who wins this game? The Jets as they are, or the Cowboys as they are. Uh, I think the Jets actually would probably win. Me too, which is really bad for the Cowboys. Huh. Are the Cowboys going to get Justin Fields? Is that how the season's going to go? They're going to end up being the third worst team in football and get Justin Fields. I actually would. I actually would like that. I want to see Dak Prescott play somewhere else, somewhere where he's like actually appreciated, because it's not Dallas. Dallas, you know, somebody who wants to pay him that money and make him the guy. Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. maybe. Oh, that's a good one. I feel Dak feels like a big time guy to me, though. So Why I don't not know the if Jets? he'd go to Jackson. Yeah, that would make a ton of sense. Or the actually. Giants. Oh, I mean, if the one Jets of those are getting teams. Trevor Lawrence, maybe for sure they're not winning all year. They're, they're going. No, I mean if what as, I think that there's an above zero chance that Trevor Lawrence says, "Oh, I don't want to play for the Jets." Are you kidding? Yeah, that above zero chance is point two. I think that, I. Okay. It's a New York – I know they're in Jersey, but it's a New York team. Like, you don't say no. You know how much fucking money he's going to make? I don't think I, – I just don't – I don't think that that means shit to, a, like, a 19-year-old today who grew up watching today's football. Or how old is Trevor Lawrence? 21 maybe? I don't think yeah. that that means anything. There hasn't been a good New York team since the Jets. The Giants like won the Jones. Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. When were the last time the Jets <laughs> were Mark good? Sanchez took him to the AFC title game two years ago. And then how did Mark Sanchez's career end? Yeah, well, that, what's that's the, the point. What's, what's the number the one play for Mark Sanchez's career? The butt fumble. Yes. But I don't care because the point is that that Jets team, God, I can't believe I'm making this case <laughs> right now. That Jets team was able to form an AFC title worthy team around Mark fucking Sanchez. Imagine if Trevor Lawrence, 17-year-old Trevor Lawrence could have been the quarterback of those Mark Sanchez teams and they would have won. 17-year-old Trevor Lawrence or Cooper Rush. 17-year-old Trevor Lawrence and wow. I'm not joking. Like I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> 18-year-old right, for sure, 17-year-old probably. All right, let's get let's to our money on. lines. Um, all right, my money line. Tua Tugavailoa and oh, the I'm Miami so Dolphins plus 185 at your Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and here's how it's going to go. Here's how it's going to break down. Tua going to control the ball because that's what he does well. Very few three and outs. Not super scared, not scared at all of the Cardinals' defense. Good. Miami then is tied for second in the league with 13 turnovers forced. Arizona has given the ball away nine times. We saw it the whole first half against the Rams. When Miami's defense gets going, they are scary. They can get to the quarterback. They can pick the ball off. They can do it all. Um, and I just expect – obviously last week wasn't – the official coming out party for Tua. It was like 95 yards of a coming out party. Uh, but this is going to be the week where Tua, I think Miami's going to trust him a little bit more. I'm not expecting Burrow numbers. I'm not expecting 350 yards. But 230, 240 yards, 68 to 70% completion, 
lot of first downs, and the Cardinals are donezo in this one. First so, time I've picked against the Cardinals all year. Yeah, so the Cardinals over the Dolphins is actually my lock. Uh, because if there's one thing the Dolphins are going to do well against, or the Cardinals are going to do well against the Dolphins, it's going to be control the football. Uh, I think the Cardinals are, are going to be the one who is doing the controlling of the football this game. I don't. I think that you're going to have Tua thrown out of a lot of third and eights, a lot of third and sevens. Like, I, who? How are they going to get five yards on first down? Like, there just isn't. There isn't really a weapon there for him. Jordan Howard, like, it, what's he going to do? I don't think much. Like, for sure, the Cardinals' defense is worse than the Rams, so I do think we'll see a better version of Tua this week. But I also think that the that the Cardinals are going to want to come out. And like really hit him in the mouth early on, and I think um, I think that they're coming off a bye. I think that they aren't going to get two defensive TDs and a special teams TD this week, and I think that they're going to have to score twenty eight points to win. And I don't think that that's going to happen. I um, so do you think the Cardinals are going to control the ball because of the Cardinals' offense, or because Miami's offense won't be able to get it going? Little, because there's nothing. I don't think there's anything about the Cardinals' offense this year that says control the ball. They've turned the ball over nine times. That's a lot. They're, they are a turnover-heavy team. Tyler Murray is a turnover-heavy quarterback. And if Miami even plays at 60% defensively like they did last week, there's going to be turnovers to be had. Um, no Kenyon Drake this week, uh, and I think that part of that's him. Uh, I like Chase Edmonds. Uh, more better. than Kenyon Drake, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that they're just going to be really good. I don't. I wouldn't want to play the Cardinals this week, coming off a bye with a rookie quarterback in the second game. Uh, who, honestly, and I don't think that this is an indictment on Tua's career. He just didn't look that good last week. And he I don't fine. think they he'll look that good this the week. They just the opportunity uh, wasn't there. He, there I was think we've nothing wrong with his play. The the touchdown he threw was the least amount of yards of separation between a receiver and a defensive back of any touchdown all season. It was an absolute dart. He control he took care of the ball. They they let him walk in slowly and now it's going to pick up to a light jog this week and then the rest of the year we're going to see him get closer to a sprint. And by the way, he doesn't have to stare Aaron fucking Donald in the face anymore. That's true. That is going to be the game might move a little slower on defense for him this week, but uh I forgot what I was going to say. I think Tua is, to me, what Kyler Murray is to you. <laughs> My son. I can't remember what I was going to say. Well, then move on to your money line pick. I'm gonna. We're going to circle back around when I eventually remember what it was I was going to say. Uh, my money line pick, and I don't care for it, is the Giants over the Washington Redskins because I don't really like any of the money lines this week. I'll it's tell you what the best – Oh, I'm sorry, the Washington football, football club. Uh, the Giants over the Washington football club. Thank you for catching that. Uh, they could win. I just don't – I don't think that the Red – I don't think that the football club is any good. And I think that the Giants could score some points. And you're right about the offensive line versus the defensive line. But I, if it's who, who's who's more likely to score 17 points is my question. I think that it's I think that it Washington might, with what how with their defense like oh, okay. <laughs> like Daniel Jones is going to be under constant pressure. He's going to turn the ball over. 
And you didn't, you know, you didn't answer my question earlier. If I gave you over or under one and a half turnovers for Daniel Jones in this game, what would you take? I'd probably, Chase Young in his face. I'd probably take the over. I also would take the same one and a half on Kyle Allen this week too. There, there's no offense on that on the on the football club. But the difference in that discussion is that there's no defense on the Giants. There's a few weapons for Daniel Jones to toss it around to. A few. But no, there's no defense for the Giants to force those Kyle Allen interceptions. Yeah. I mean, uh, they like were I said, okay last week. I don't like any of the money lines this week. I'll tell you what the best money line pick is, and it's going to make you angry. The best money line pick is the Vikings over the Lions. Yeah, that, that pick isn't there anymore, though. They got rid of it for now. It'll be back by Sunday. But they got the minus four and the plus 150 or whatever it was is gone. Oh, because Stafford is on the COVID list? Yeah, yeah. Can't well, make the bet right now. Whatever. That's still um, that's still the best money line pick, and I'm not taking it because I don't believe in it. The only I mean, other I money line pick because Washington the, did lose last time to the Giants. Yeah, it's the NFC East, man. Like, there's no, there's no. I'm purposely, I'm purposely picking into the chaos. I, I see the chaos coming at me, and I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out and fully grasping it in hopes that when I get booted out of the chaos time loop, that I actually might have won some money. Um, God, I'm having a moment. You just had a second ago. Oh, speaking of the Lions, I just think we should cover this. Stafford's probably playing. Kelly Stafford and the family all tested negative. He's just got to test negative now. But if they're negative, there's a good chance he's negative. Um, He was in close contact with somebody on Monday. Uh, He's had a test since then that came back negative, but he has to continue to test negative and show no symptoms, which is sounding good. So Stafford should be there. Trey Flowers, on the other hand, on the IR, he will not be there. What happened to Trey Flowers? Uh, I think it was a hip. Honestly, I, I forgot. Um, I didn't see it happen in the game. I, I no, I don't it. think it did. I don't know if it did happen in the game. It might have been something that flared up after his body started to cool down after the game. Um, but it's okay. I mean, that's why you got Everson Griffin. I guess you don't have the depth you were hoping to have, but hopefully you get Austin Bryant back soon and you can kind of have a little bit of depth. Uh, yeah, maybe. We've been waiting on Bryant all so, year. So IR, wait a minute. So he's on IR, meaning what? He's on for three weeks, or he's on for the minimum whole regular three weeks. IR? Minimum three weeks. <sighs> Fuck. Uh, Jared Davis also on the COVID list. I believe he did test positive. So. Oh, that's not good. I mean, it's probably a little inconsequential at this point, but it's more not good for Jared Davis. It doesn't really matter for the Lions. Okay. So, um, uh, were there a lot of COVID positives this week? No, not for the Lions, but the whole league. Like, yeah, as I'm surprised league, they're yeah. playing games. Yeah. It was yeah, it was as okay. bad of a week. It was equally as bad for the league as it was for the country as far as COVID testing goes. Numbers just up, 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 and it's not looking like it's going to slow down. Shout out six thousand cases in Michigan today. Um, all right, I got a couple of prop bets for you. Yes. Because uh, we got to get the show in before we shut down again. Okay, I'm done with the COVID stuff. I'm sorry. Uh, Dolphins plus 250 to make the playoffs. Potentially they add another spot, and I'm guessing that's not accounted into these odds. Yeah, so I like it if that happens. It's tough, man. The AFC is really tough. You got to make the bet now, not if. No, I'm saying no. I'm stingy. All right, let's see. I just want to see real quick how far exactly they are out of the Do you have a nice new iPhone there? I do. You like nice it? Nice new red iPhone. Mm. Um, they are actually 
tied with the Raiders to the A spot and a half game I'd behind take, Cleveland. I'd, I'd take the Raiders, man. I don't think I would. Um, sorry, I'm kind of finding prop bets on the fly here, but it's okay. We're going to get it done because I forgot to do it earlier. Broncos, Falcons. I don't know why this one intrigues me. Uh, over under 50. I could see, I could see, I could see an over there because I, I think like the, the Broncos are going to put up some points this week. And I mean, the Falcons always put up points. That's not really yeah. their problem. Their problem is they're cursed. Yeah, I was expecting that to be closer to fifty-five. Can I say something really quick? I want to say I, I want to no. butt in on something really fast. I'm really annoyed about how much I'm hearing Atlanta sports fans like bitch right now. Like, they are just complaining about how bad all of their teams are and how unlucky they've been over the last 10 years. Like, you went to a Super Bowl. You won a soccer title, which it matters. The Braves are super good. The Hawks are on their way up. What are you complaining to me about? What are you complaining about? Stop. Falcons fans, quiet down. Yeah. Yeah. Um... The people complaining about that are not soccer fans. I just want to let you know. How that. is it a national, like national, like ESPN and like all the places are talking about how bad things are for Atlanta sports right now? What are you talking about? They're fine. Yeah, for yeah, you made the playoffs for like a decade straight in basketball. They were the number been, one seed in the NBA like five years ago. Yeah, you won. You had a sixty-game season. You went to an Eastern Conference Finals. You're, you went to a Super Bowl, and if it wasn't for uh, the collapse of all collapses. You have a Super Bowl champion. Your quarterback won an MVP. You have Trey Young. You're right. You're right. Stop it. The, the only Braves thing could win those... the World Series next year. Oh, for sure. The only thing worse than those Atlanta fans is the guy I was talking to last week that said they should move the Hawks out of Atlanta and move them to Seattle. That was the best team he could come up with to move to Seattle. They'd probably move the Pistons to Seattle before they'd move the Hawks at this point. They would have won. Yes. One, there, there is exactly a 0.000% chance they would ever move the Hawks out of Atlanta. You know how much marketability is in Atlanta? Yeah. Just from rappers alone. Just, Just the history alone. in that city, too. Like Julius Irving, like all that shit. Dominique Wilkins. Just Julius Irving was Philly. Yeah, so Falcons fans, take a deep breath, would you? Please. Unrope yourself. All right. Okay. Now this one should be interesting. Oh, never mind. It's not, but I'm still going to give it to you. Over or under 42. Guess what game that is. We've already talked about it tonight. Is it Titans Bears? No, it is Steelers Cowboys. Oh, over. Well, over. it's tough. The Steelers think... <laughs> are dropping 42 themselves. <laughs> nah, yeah, maybe they could. I mean, if it was 35 to 7 or something, uh, or 35 to 10, I could see that. Okay, I'm going to give you another one. Hint. Think back to 10 seconds ago. Over or under 46 and a half. Which game is that? Uh, is that the Titans-Bears? Bingo. Wow, you're okay. a smart guy. Um, I think I like the under. And 46 and a half yeah. is low for this season. but I think I, I, actually, like I actually kind of knew what that one was, and I had meant to bring it up that you should take the under on that. Not that like, I know it's no fun to take unders, but still. And it's been tough this year. Overs have been hitting. All right, last one, and then we'll get out of here. Over or under 55? Guess that game. It's got my two favorite non-Lions teams this year. So is it Dolphins-Cardinals? Seahawks-Bills. Oh. Uh, I'd probably take – man, that's tough because the that Seahawks feels like are a the game to best me. offense, over. worst defense combo platter. Uh, 
Yeah, I'd probably stay away from that one, honestly. I, I'd take the over. 31-28 is going to be the final score of that game, which is probably not I good. I don't know, man. The Bills have been very, very cold the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so it's got to turn around at some point, right? Maybe. I mean, that's the argument I'm kind of making for the Giants this week and also for the Bears. So, Okay, the Giants do not have to turn around. The Bears have turned around. So. Right, but so this is the thing is that now everybody's like zagging on the Bears, so I'm going back to a zig. That's you, how you beat you Vegas, baby. Are you Bob Quinning right now? Are you smartest <laughs> oh, guy I'm Bob in the Quinning. room? I'm Bob Quinning so here. hard right now. Dude, stop Bob Quinning all over this podcast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's too too much. Too much BQs. Um, <laughs> odds, let's, park, gonna, let's park this bad boy. I'm going to make this up in my head because I got one more randomly. Odds for number one pick. Jets, minus 200. Cowboys, plus 150. Giants, no, Cowboys plus 200, Giants plus 270. You'd have to give me, like, plus 500 on the Cowboys because they have a two-game lead in the Jets right now for the first pick. And I don't think the Jets are going to win the game this year. The Cowboys have three wins? I thought they only had two. I they had two wins. The Jets oh, the Jets have zero. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. I just talked about on the show about how they're not going to win all year. All right. Well, do you have anything else for the show? I think it's been good. I think people uh, – We got Terry Foster this Sunday, assuming he doesn't flake on us. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to word that different. We have Terry Foster this Sunday, unless something comes up for him uh, that he wasn't expecting at a oh, time. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Uh, that is Terry Foster from 97-1, the Central Michigan University Hall of Famer. Maybe we can talk a little Cooper Rush with him. Uh, oh, we should. Yeah, I, I don't know how much he follows Central Michigan football, but we'll see on, on Tuesday for you guys. Um Going to talk some Pistons with him. Going to talk a little bit about his career. It's somebody who myself and a lot of people my age in this city, in Detroit, have been listening to and following since we were kids. He's been on the radio here in Detroit uh, from when I was, I don't know, 5 to 18, 6 to 19, something like that. Um, it, it's exciting. I'm very excited and honored that he's going to be on the show. So make yeah, sure you too. tune in for that. Uh, but other than that, for Double P – Producer we have, Parker. Uh, we have a AKA fun surprise. Parker. We have oh. a fun surprise for Terry Foster too. We have something from Oh yes. Something from his past. Ooh. Ooh. Not like that though. Like a really cool surprise from his past. No, no. Or is it like that? Tune in and then you'll see. Look at that teaser. I'm a pro. All right. Thank you everybody so much for listening. For Double P, Producer Parker, and myself, your host, Andrew Norris. This has been Fan to Fan Detroit Bonus NFL Picks Podcast. We'll see you next week.